Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If there's like an Oscars, oh my god, for like podcasting, that would be like the clip right there. That would be the yes. intro. That would be like the entrance of the show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. All right. So, what are we talking about today? Well, the very first thing that we want to point out. So. Yes, we launched last week, which was amazing with our first episode. But what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, how every month, every day of the year almost has some sort of like today's holiday is National Donut Day, National Latte Day. So March happens to also be National Brain Injury Awareness Month, in case you didn't know that. So we would love to say it was a masterminded choice that we started. (laughs) So we both have brain injuries (laughs) and forgot to release our first episode on Uh, national brain injury uh, in national brain injury awareness month. Yes. But it kind of worked out perfectly. We We just had like a little teaser. Yeah, exactly. It was like, Hey, come listen to us for an hour and a half. (laughs) Um, And here we are now. Yeah. No worries. We're not doing hour and a half episodes anymore. That was just, that, that was our first. We're shooting for a half hour, 45 minutes at most. Yes. So um, I have something to read because, again, brain injury. Um, So according to the Brain Injury Association of America, the BIAA, they are leading the nation in observing Brain Injury Awareness Month, which is March, by conducting an awareness campaign um, every year. The theme for the 2018 to 2020 campaign, ooh, it's a two-year campaign, is Change Your Mind. And of course, because we are in a hashtag era, the (laughs) hashtag Change Your Mind campaign provides a platform for educating the general public about the incidence of brain injury and the needs of people with brain injuries and their families. Don't we know? Um, The campaign also lends itself to outreach within the brain injury community to destigmatize the injury. Yes, please. Empower those who have survived, not surprised, but those (laughs) who have survived. And promote the many types of support that are available, which there are many, but we're hoping that, you know, more developed. Oh, yeah. 
Um, well, it, it was a surprise for for some people out there that they did survive, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. Like, we're here for a reason. Yes, very much so. So, yeah, so maybe it's a surprise they survived. <laughs> um, if we're... We're shooting for humor here. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do. Um, but yeah, so luckily this happens to fall in a very um, timely manner with this month. So if you weren't aware, please um, go out to the uh, BIAUSA.org website so you can learn more about brain injury awareness, uh, the Brain Injury Association, and their campaign, which is hashtag change your mind. Oh, I, I like that hashtag. I'm not a big fan of hashtags, but like that's a, that's an awesome hashtag. Hashtag goals. I would be hashtag no hashtag. Hashtag no hashtag. <laughs> so spe- speaking of brain injuries, um, we're both uh, brain injury survivors. Yes. Right. Um, mine through uh, a hemorrhagic stroke and Lauren's through a concussion from a car accident. For a moment there, I couldn't remember. What we were. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm yeah. having a great day. <laughs> but yes. Um, my, so again, um, what did you have? It was a basal. What oh, was it? I, basal, oh basal I remember. Gang? I remember. Because like I had to read it like 30 times. It was a basal on the right side. Yes. Right basal ganglia. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. I have notes. Oh, my gosh. Again. Yeah. Hang on. So I'd, I'd really like to think that it, this is just me not being bright. But no, I'm pretty sure this is because I, I read this so many times. And I, it just didn't stick. Okay. So this is one of the brain injury issues. I'm literally opening up medical records. Uh, <laughs> right basal ganglia bleed with intraventricular Intra- intraventricular extension. There, there it is. That's what Joe had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, again, those are words I don't use in my everyday life, but I remember them. Yeah. And uh, so Joe had a stroke at a very young age, and I was in a... A car accident where I ended up slamming my head really hard and I displayed every uh, symptom of a concussion uh, except for um, falling unconscious, which is great. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So when you hit um, or when you were hit, you didn't you didn't knock out? No. Do, do you um, remember the impact? Yes. I actually saw the guy in my rear view mirror <sighs> rear end me because I had a feeling because he was driving crazy and I stopped. I slammed on my I didn't slam him on actually. Um, we were in stop and go traffic. I was braking and I just saw the guy peel out from the lane next to me and slam into the back of my car. Luckily, my car is a tank. It's all (laughs) freaking metal. Um, but I slammed my head really hard. And actually at the time I thought there was two separate impacts. So I hit my head twice is what I remember. Yeah. And thinking back on it now, like there was a moment of disorientation. Like I could not figure out how to change lanes. Like I was so disoriented. I meet, I had my phone in one hand trying to call 911 as I'm trying to change lanes and I couldn't figure it out like where my turn signal was and I couldn't figure out how to actually make my car move. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was rough. Um but yeah, and um I thought I was 100 I thought I was okay. I've been in quite a many car accidents. None of them have <laughs> which have been in my fault. But California driver. Seriously. Um so I was going to work. I was a real estate agent at the time, and I was going to an open house with a client. And I was uh, the guy that hit me was not exactly very nice either. He was blaming me. Um, but the police was like, "Yeah, no, it's not your fault." How? <laughs> Any, I mean, literally, How dare if you run you in, follow the rules of the road and break when there's something in front of you. Exactly. While I drive, however fast I was going, into the back of you. Yeah, exactly. how dare you? It's my fault. No, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Well, actually, the case is already settled. But, um, <laughs> but still, so I went to to go to an open house, and I thought I was, I was like, oh, I'm just shaken up. I just have a little bit of whiplash. I called my boss, told him I was gonna be late. 
And then um, I actually brought my laptop with me because open houses can be very boring when you're waiting for clients. So I had Baldur's Gate, Shadows of Am, that's the second one, on my laptop. So I was playing Baldur's Gate. When I sat down and played it, I was okay. But then when clients would come in, I would, like you know, close them, whatever. But I remember I was having issue with balance. I was like off balance. I was in high heels. And I remember I was trying to show part of the upstairs. And there was a moment I actually couldn't climb the stairs. And I was just like, okay, guys, just head on up. I was like, if you go to the left, that's this. Have fun. You just take your time. And I remember I went back downstairs and I literally was like clinging to the banister because I couldn't figure out how to walk. I was like, wow, this is fun. Um, drove home was okay. And then I figured again, just whiplash and just have a headache. Then I went and taught a pole dance class the next day. And I remember feeling like crap. And then the very next day, so three days later, I was teaching a beginner's belly dance class. And this is when I had like the scariest symptoms ever. Um, I started babbling at one point for about 10 seconds. I, I don't remember what I was saying. I was just talking in a circle and trying not to scare my students. Um, I lost central vision, so I only had peripheral vision through both eyes at one point. And then I had, um, oh, what happened after that? Then I started getting um, nauseous. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then as soon as I got in the car to drive home, and my drive home is a 45-minute drive, I had the worst headache I'd ever had in my life, even up till now. And it was both temples, the back of my head, and I was screaming in pain. I've only screamed in pain one other time in my life. But I was screaming in pain while driving. Did I pull off? No. I was driving 80 miles an hour just trying to get home because I didn't want to stop. And I had numbness in my tongue and I had numbness on one of my fingers, which is a scary thing too. Got home, vomited. And I was like, okay, hitting your head and throwing up is a very bad sign. So I went to the doctor the next day. I laid out all the symptoms and he straight up said, okay, that's every symptom of a concussion except unconsciousness. And he said, because of the babbling and the numbness, he's like, I'm worried you have a brain bleed. Had to go get a ta- CAT scan. CAT scans are fucking terrifying. They're, they're the worst. Oh, my God. It, and it's like, oh, well, it's just that little thing above your head. It's not a big deal. No, no, no. It's fucking terrifying <laughs> to go. I've had an MRI. I fell asleep during an MRI. That's no big deal. CAT scans are scary. Um, luckily, I had no brain bleed, which is really good. Um, but I did have a concussion. It was very clear. And um, the next three months physically resulted in uh, 24-hour headache marathons. I would wake up with a headache, go to sleep with a headache. Um, I remember my doctor said, okay, try not to think too much. And I thought he was joking. Like, I was like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I won't think too much. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, try not to think too much. He was absolutely right. I would open up my laptop, piercing like axe pick to my temple um, I love to read and I'm a writer and God damn it, I couldn't do anything. All I could really manage was to like lay on the couch and like vaguely watch TV. Like I couldn't even focus that much. I think that's the most big bang theory I've ever watched in my life was <laughs> binging it. Um, but yeah, that was for the, and then I developed, um, uh, migraines, which I've never had. So the physical stuff sucked for the first three months. And that's my story of the basic first part of a concussion. Wow. Which fucking sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like how you said, you know, luckily you didn't have a brain bleed. I did have a brain bleed. Exactly. It was not fun. Segway. Um, (laughs) What an awesome segue. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I suffered most of my adult life with migraines. I had, I just thought, okay. God, well, that sucks. I'm it, sorry. It does. It's like the I'm, worst. I've never had those till the. Uh, I, the <laughs> um, I just, so everything I had, I had all the telltale signs that, hey, dummy, you're going to have a stroke. 
or you, you know something really really bad is going to happen i just chalked it up to something else so i would have these violent migraines and when i say violent i mean on average, it would be eight to maybe 14 to 15 hours. Oh, my God. Of, so once I would have a migraine, my day was gone. And when I say violent, they were so bad where I would just be in the shower just throwing up. It Ugh. was horrible. I wasn't super light sensitive, but I was noise sensitive, mm. motion sensitive. It was the worst. I just uh, wasn't functional. I had tremendous knee pain, but then I would just say, oh, well, I just have no cartilage in my knees because like old basketball injuries, you know, oh, that's why they hurt. Um, I had like incredible neck pain and apparently like when you have neck pain, that's a horrible thing. Unless you really did something to strain it, you should not have neck pain. Yeah. Go to a doctor. Yes. So I just chalked it up to, I was sleeping a little bit weird. That's why I have this crick in my neck. No, it was my body saying, calm down, you dummy. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I, I carry a lot of stress. I don't really talk anything out. I take at the a, time at the time at the time I don't I take other people's stresses and problems and I kind of make them my own and I always kind of felt I guess growing up that I didn't have like the easiest um childhood and helping a friend or somebody else feel better or do better or fix their problem kind of like helped me and I felt I was living like vicariously through them but what I was really doing is just avoiding fixing me mm. and I would just like fix other people and mm-hmm. and that's really not a great way to live yeah. and it really worked out to me for me too much so all of this just stress and also being a, a Catholic, I was on, hey, don't really talk to anybody. <laughs> just, I just push that shit down. So like all of it just kind of like was boiling inside of me and my blood pressure was just rising and rising and rising until it finally, it was just too much. And um, the I had the, the rupture in a vessel, a vessel? Intraventricular. In, intraventricular. So yes, I had a, a vessel burst in my brain and I had a brain bleed. So um, I remember the moment it happened, I was at um, my girlfriend's show. She was doing like uh, uh, just just a little dive bar. She was just performing. It was some of my favorite gigs because there's beer and music. Can mm-hmm. you really ask for anything more? And I went food. and her. Yeah. Oh, there, there's food, too. But I <laughs> normally drink my dinner at those shows. So uh, my girlfriend's father uh, was in town and he went to the show with us. And we met, I think, a couple of friends over there that I vaguely remember. I just had a migraine the entire way there. And I think I drove there. I, I don't think I had the the um, the stroke driving, but when we were walking to the bar after we parked, I it uh, the the headache was just so intense I could barely function. And then if you've ever uh, been a, a I don't know an adventurous dumb kid and you put your finger or a key or a quarter or something in a in a socket. Oh, I've never and done vaguely that. electrocuted yourself. <laughs> oh I know it's ridiculous. I know exactly how it feels. Oh and some God. people out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It felt like, so I put a key once in uh, an outlet and the shock and the vibration from my hand all the way up to maybe my neck, like all my arm, my shoulder and neck. It was just, it was crazy. I felt like that feeling in every muscle fiber in my body all at once. But what's really crazy is the headache kind of subsided. Because it burst. I was like, oh, oh, release. But then I I just remember I I was walking and I was having a hard time walking. And I remember, I vividly remember saying, wow, I feel like I'm learning how to walk again. And that was a a red flag for, you know, Felice and and her dad. Um, So here's what's terrible. I'm such a pain in the butt. I knew I, well, I probably should have gone to the doctor because the way I was feeling, but I probably should have gone to the doctor for like years prior. Uh, I refused to go to the doctor. I refused to go home. I went in. I saw the show, which was amazing. It, Are you it was serious? Great. You didn't tell me that. Not not only that, um, I, I had a bunch of aspirin and I drank two beers. 
So oh. not the brightest person in the world. Moral I've learned of the from story, my mistakes. Go to the doctor. Don't do it, Joe. Did. So so going home, like I ate a burger there because they thought maybe like food would help. Uh, when I went home, I threw up. I was apparently throwing up all night and I was throwing up red. But I did have a burger. So again, just chalk it up to, oh, well, you're throwing up ketchup you know, from the, the burger. Um, what was the uh, when I ended up going to the hospital? I don't remember this. Once I got home, I have zero recollection from that moment all the way to maybe a month later when I was already in the hospital. Um, I was in the kitchen. Felice, my, my girlfriend, she told me to just go lay down. So I was standing in the kitchen. Apparently, again, no recollection. And she was like, what are you doing in the kitchen? I, I told you to lay down in the living room. And I said it nasty because I was kind of a dick. Um, I said, I am in the living room. And she was like, oh, yeah, there's something wrong Ooh, there. Yeah. So she called up uh, her or um, her dad called up her uncle who had a brain injury. And he said, that's neurological. You need to call 911 and get him to a hospital now. And they yeah. did. So. Oh, so, yeah. So that's that's um, my little story of how it happened. Which is definitely not the 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 smartest. It's not one of my proudest <laughs> moments. It really isn't. But you know, after this, surviving, yeah, the surprise survival because the mortality <laughs> rate on a hemorrhagic stroke is out of this world. I'm like one yeah. in four, so I'm here for a reason. Yep. Um, you know, it's given me perspective and it's given me a new lease on life. So I'm like doing everything different. And you know, if I could like help anybody out there, if you're having neck pain, if you're having knee pain, <laughs> if you're having head pain, go to a doctor. Don't do what I do and say, oh, it's probably gonna be fine. Instead of probably and maybe, know for sure. You know, oh I slept wrong. Let's make sure you're not a professional. You know, like let's let's be the best versions of ourselves, like from here moving on forward. You yeah, know, pain is not a natural state of like being. <laughs> no, pain it's not. is an indication from your body that something is wrong. Um, whether you want to look at it as physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, if there is a pain somewhere, that is your body telling you that something's wrong, and you need to either address it via a doctor. Um, preferably via doctor, especially right. if it's something bad, right. um, or you need to address it uh, through therapy or something. You know, yeah. um, go to WebMD, do something. Oh no, then you'll be convinced that you have some dread disease, right? Uh, that's only prevalent in one country in South America. Like, <laughs> that, that's the horror of uh, WebMD. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah. want to do that. Never mind. But, I take that back immediately. Yeah, no. but same thing. It's like, uh, you know, when I was going through, I had all the signs. My best friend, I remember calling her after the car accident. And she was telling me, go to the doctor. And I said, no, I'm fine. It's whiplash. I've had five other car accidents. I know what it's like. And she was trying to convince me over the phone to go to the doctor because she said I didn't sound right. And it wasn't like I sounded like it wasn't like, oh, I'm in the kitchen, but I wasn't. It was um, just just the way I sounded. She said I sounded off. I didn't sound normal. And she just wanted me to go to the doctor. So, uh, you know, listen to your friends sometimes if they or your parents or your family, if they tell you like, you know, something sounds off, something seems off. Right. They know you. Yeah. And and you can and if you're not convinced immediately to go call 911 and have an expensive hospital ride <laughs> that your insurance might cover, um, you know, maybe sit and think about it for a second and really consider like maybe I'll just drive myself to the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. But make sure you can. Well, yeah. Make sure <laughs> make sure you are able to or, you know, have a friend or a family member. Right, drive you. The last thing you want to do is heart, hurt somebody else. Dude, well, also, seriously. It, if somebody is telling you that, you know, and they're concerned, it's because they're concerned and they care about you. Don't be a dick. Listen to what they're saying, you yeah. know. And on the flip side, friends out there who <laughs> try, try not to be a dick to the person who is in pain. Yes, please. <laughs> it's a lot easier to listen to somebody who kind of understands or can vaguely get what you're going through yes. than somebody who's dictating. Well, you need to do this. 
That also, I never really like being told what to do. Neither so, do I. Again, this is pre-stroke Joe. Now, this is Lauren all the way. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Post-stroke Joe, I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, you think that's a good idea? Let's do it. Speaking on the, the driving thing, mm-hmm. I do remember vaguely, even after my car accident, I mean, I was able to drive. The doctor said I could drive. Actually, my doctor said I could continue pole dancing as long as I didn't hit my head. <laughs> um, I asked him, I said, well, I teach it and I go upside down. He's like, eh, as long as you don't hit your head, you kind of already damage is done. <laughs> uh, but I remember driving and it should have been some of my first cues is like I had like a delay on driving. Oh. Like I would be turning and I'm like, and I'm turning and we're turning oh we're turning oh now we're not turning anymore. oh like, that's scary it's yeah, like memento. yeah 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 very much like what's the actor's name in there in uh, guy pierce yes see joe can yeah, remember look things at that with carrie ann moss hello <laughs> um but yeah so i remember now i'm like yeah i had some moments where i probably shouldn't have been driving that's but crazy yeah it was a little bit of a delay oh that's awesome you know what idiocy loves company and i'm happy that you did that because i'm like oh that's some dumb shit i would do <laughs> Good, good job, Lauren. I, I do. I have some of my idiot moments. You, you want me to make you feel bad now? Oh, yeah, no. great, great job putting yourself and others at risk. I know, right? I know. You can blame the brain. I know. Right? You know what? That could have been my supervillain origin story. So, so throughout your your concussion, is there are there any spots where you just don't remember, or have no. you had full memory? I've had full memory, which is lucky. Which, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Well, is it? Because then I can think back of everything that's frustrating. Yeah, that's what ends up happening if you have the memory. So again, that becomes the it's it's catch twenty two. Yeah, it's like Schrodinger's cat. You know, where it's like you're in a box. Or you, I'm a kitty in a box, and it's like, do I remember? Do I not remember? Because I want to be at a, I want to be in a live cat. I don't want to be a dead cat. So <laughs> am I a cat with memory or a cat without memory? And then is it better to have the memory? Or to not look, it's like, is it better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all? You wow, know what I mean? Because if you, yeah, no, if okay. you lost, it's like, oh my god, it's like such a deep pain. Like there's nothing worse than it. But if you never had that love, you never experienced that like beautiful, true love. True. So for me, having the the memory loss just sucks. It's not there because there's there's chunks where, like, I, I have this crazy PTSD now. Right? Not fun. There was an incident at the hospital, the stroke itself, like all kinds of stuff. So I was having like these crazy night terrors. And I have like just these, it's speaking of memento, I have these flashes, these vivid flashes of like oh, certain wow. times, but I don't know how it all makes sense. I don't really know what happened, why I'm feeling this way. So that part sucks. It's just the fear of the unknown. Mm. You know, I would much rather know, well, this happened and that's why you're feeling this way right. as opposed to wow, I have this deep, incredible, uh, just internal fear that I've never had and I have no idea where it's coming from. True. Like that sucks. Yeah. But then I guess if I did know, I might just fixate on that and drive myself a little crazy. Yeah. Crazier. Well, talking about the crazier parts that happen (laughs) with brain injuries, right? So one of the things about brain injury awareness, which is really super important, is Um, A lot of people don't understand that after you heal from the physical um, symptoms or the physical issues from a brain injury is there's a whole chalk load of um, psychological stuff that gets to be your partner and friends for a very long time. Yay. (laughs) For concussions, that's called post-concussion syndrome. And uh, recently in the news, that's been um, kind of like a hot topic because of a lot of footballers. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking American footballers, but same thing for European as well because of all the headbutts um, where they have, um, I believe it's called second impact concussion, something like that, where it's like when if you go back in too soon and get hit again, you can actually die. From oh, right. And it impact. takes it takes less impact yes. for you to get a second concussion than yes. it does that first one. Exactly. 
And so, yeah, okay, so they, they're, they're out of, uh, you know, if you're in a sport or you have an injury, you know, you clear up your physical stuff. It, usually the timeline, I think I looked this up on the Mayo Clinic when I was looking at it, was uh, three months, like three months, three to five months is the physical stuff. And then you're like, yeah, I feel great. I don't have headaches anymore, which is great. I don't go to, w- I don't wake up and go to sleep with headaches, which is amazing. Um, but what they don't tell you oftentimes is post-concussion syndrome starts to manifest about month six, if you're going to get it. Not everyone gets post-concussion syndrome. Post-concussion syndrome at month six can last anywhere from an additional six months to years. They don't know oh yet. Oh my gosh. And that's you, and it's all, psychological manifestations. You can develop depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, irritability, mood swings, inability to handle stress, um, all sorts of manner of psychological things because the brain is trying to heal itself. And, you know, any damaged neural pathways are trying to heal themselves. Your hormones have already refluctuated, uh, re- um, What's the word? Uh, acclimated? Acclimated, yeah, like homeostasis kind of. It's already gone there, but the rest of your brain has to heal. And so during the healing process, like you get all sorts of fun stuff. Like I dealt with a doubt about of um, depression right after college. And I was like, OK, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm moving forward. I have never had anxiety in my entire life. Right around month six, I couldn't handle stress. I was a real estate agent and I had other things going on. I couldn't handle the it's 10 a high clients. Stress job. Oh, my God. I used to have 10 clients at a time. I couldn't handle more than one, maybe two. Um, I was super irritable. I would sit and just cry all the time. And I was so stressed out that I was getting depressed again. So hello, anxiety. And then on top of that, I developed panic attacks and anxiety attacks, which are two separate things that I'd never had in my life. Never had anxiety attacks. And that sucked. Was there anything that triggered them? No. uh, And and I knew they were anxiety attacks because um, they would be irrational thoughts. Right. So uh, I'm a professional dancer. I know how to dance. I've been dancing for years. I was getting ready for a dance show. And I remember it was 3 a.m. of the dance of the day that I had a performance. And I was sitting in bed going, who am I thinking I can get up on stage and dance? Who am I to have people pay me to dance? I suck at dancing. I can't dance to save my life. Like, And so I knew and I recognized at that moment it's an irrational thought because, again, I'm a professional dancer and I'm pretty good at what I do. But it, the, the, the thoughts in your mind don't let you go. They're like, nope, nope, nope. And it creates a physical response as well. I remember my heart was racing. I couldn't sleep. I was suddenly energized. And then I was having sweaty, like being sweaty. And it was just not helpful, you know? And that's how you know it's, at least for me, I knew it was an anxiety attack because it's an irrational thought that does not make sense. Right. Oh, that's that's terrible. The sweaty part, I'm just used to that because I'm a big hairy Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I sweat in the shower. So I was I mean... gonna say, you're you're hairy on most parts. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like human Chewbacca. <laughs> um, I I the the depression part sucks. I think I I've fought depression most of my life. I didn't really realize it. So after the stroke, I went to therapy. Like it's been crazy. So a lot of people are like, oh, like the stigma that comes along with therapy is, oh, well, you're crazy. There's something wrong with you. I still kind of feel that way a little bit. No, therapy is amazing. Everyone needs it. It it really is. It's helped me. um, So I I needed something to help because the way I was doing things, the way that I thought um, about things, the way Mm -hmm. I processed things was just broken. I didn't really know how to process things. So I would just take all of these issues and I would like shove them down. So when I talk to my therapist, it's not necessarily just, sometimes it's just a talk, but sometimes I'm there to, to, she, she's my, my uh, uh, ancient one. She, she's your Yoda. She's my Yoda. She she helps me 
figure out how to process things to be like the best version of myself mm-hmm. and not even well you're gonna be this you're gonna be that it's just i i'm comfortably living my life processing things out instead of having these things just weigh me down or things you know? just happen right right right, right. so i mean it, it's it's been great like i I have now I have tools to help process things like I'm able to like when something pops up or I'm feeling a certain way, I'm able to get past it because I have like this new set of tools to help me like mentally prevail. It's awesome. I love therapy. I think everybody should do therapy. Same. (laughs) Um, But yeah, say it's but that's the downside of like uh, post stroke. There's a lot of depression that comes with that Uh, post stroke depression. Mm -hmm. Um, There's what's really crazy is. So lately, I've been um, talking to a lot of survivors, not just stroke, uh, cancer survivors, mm-hmm. brain injury survivors. So there's so many different survivors out there. And you know what? We're all one and the same. You know, yeah. we're, we're here. We survived. We lived. We're here for a reason. And it's not to be bittered and angry and nasty. It's to, to grow, be better, and enjoy our time on this little blue marble we call Earth. So, But in reading all these stories, it's a lot. There are people who their deficits are crazy there's Mm -hmm. you know some people just lose feeling in their extremities some people like have no memory it's like 51st dates like every hour right um some people are still in the hospital some people can't walk some people can't talk or Mm -hmm. see so i have this like new anxiety and depression of well why me why why did i get out of this so well because physically i'm basically back 100 percent you know i'm I might even, I'm like, the, I was like six, you're in better shape. Yeah, I'm like the $6 million man. Like I, I, I've been rebuilt and I'm better off physically than I was. Yes, I still have deficits. I have tremors in my right hand. My memory is just, it's Again, cr- you're it's Dory. Crazy. You're I, Dory. I'm, I'm definitely Dory. My short-term memory is mostly back, but like it's still patchy. Long-term is still a little iffy here and there. But like physically I'm back and then I have that, it's like survivor's remorse. Yes, you exactly. Because I've met such amazing, incredible people. And all of them, and I got—I have to say this, almost everybody I've talked to has been so positive and some of their deficits are just debilitating or they're so severe and they're so positive. I'm just thinking, well, why, why me? Why, mm-hmm. why couldn't they be as physically, you know, blessed, blessed as, as I am, you know, but you know, it's, it's their path and they're dealing with it uh, accordingly. And that's why we're kind of like putting together this little community to help one another out, you know, like when you're weak, I'm strong. When I'm weak, hopefully you guys are strong for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so having this survivor's remorse, it, it's weird, but like I'm processing that, that out. Don't worry. I'll be talking to my therapist this Thursday about it. That's so good. Um, you it, can give us an update next week. De- de- definitely. And I mean, the anxiety that com- comes along with it, it's hard. Meditation helps. Therapy is amazing. I meditate every single day. I'm like, I got to get better. About I'm like that. a Buddhist monk. Come on, step up your game. I know. 10 I minutes a day. I mean, I'll, I'll shout out Headspace all day, every day. It's changed the the way that I think. It's changed the way that I function daily. So um, it's an app on the phone. And literally, I meditate right in the first thing in the morning, 10 minutes. If I'm overwhelmed, they have like this little like overwhelmed three-minute meditation that kind of like grounds you. There's a breathing one. There's like one for cooking. It's amazing. I cannot sing the praises of Headspace anymore. Come sponsor our show. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're part of the camp like me where it stresses you out, the thought, like, I don't know why meditation almost stresses me out. It's Sometimes. the opposite. No, yeah, but like I would be really good about it. And then I maybe it just gets overwhelming and I'm just doing the wrong meditation. But it's like, okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't. The thought of doing it is too much because then I stress out and my anxiety goes crazy because then I'm not doing it. 
So it becomes this horrible self-fulfilling cycle <laughs> of like, I'm stressing out that I'm not do- meditating and then I'm, it, and it gets worse and then worse and then worse. For, for me, every, every, me- I was never able to meditate 30 seconds, let alone I've meditated over five, almost 600 days in a row now. Um, I've never, everybody I heard just seemed corny. Like you're not a real yeah. person. People don't talk that way. Um, but I found meditation or a uh, headspace and I was like, oh, this is a British dude and he's real calm and people, ah, does he I, sound I like Patrick Stewart? He kind of sounds like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, it's really it's really peaceful, and I I've learned to just make it a, a part of my life. Uh, one thing I don't do is like at a certain point he tells you to like count your breaths, and so it's like I love counting one, breaths. two. At a certain like I feel like I'm racing or I'm not breathing in deep enough, oh. and I start having a panic attack. So I can't do that. I don't know if that's just me <laughs> being simple, but yeah. So I definitely don't count my breaths. If you guys can do it. Kudos to you. I like, I that's the one thing I do is I can count my breath and slow it down. I can like breathe in See, for that's 10 why seconds. That's why we're the neuro nerds. See, we're, between the two of us, we, we're have, awesome. one, we, we have, have one, one brain. functioning brain. <laughs> <laughs> and we can finish one whole meditation. How, how killer is that? That's so um, so we do have some socials yes. uh, for you guys. So um, my website is Joso Rocks, and that's my blog. I talk about uh, my recovery, my journey, a lot of nerd stuff, kind of like what we're doing here. But um, I have a, a new section called You So Rock. It's for all the survivors out there. You know, everybody, I would love to hear your stories. You know, um, I put up my story. Uh, uh, Lauren, she has her story up there, which is amazing. You might cry. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and then I, I actually have uh, two, three uh, people who have listened or read my blog or follow me on Instagram uh, that have sent their stories over. So I'm going to be um, releasing those probably weekly coming up like in a, in the next uh, week or so. Uh, but yeah, it's the you so rocks section of josorocks.com J O E S O R O C K S.com. <laughs> or that's my social for everything at Joso rocks and Instagram and Facebook. I don't really Facebook. I just put my Instagram stuff on Facebook. Um, but you know, so those are the socials. I'd love to hear um, read your stories and put them out there. And you know, through your stories, you can help somebody go through something that you needed help with during your recovery. Yes. You know, and I struggled mightily to find people or to like, you know, just read other people's stories that are going through similar things as me. That's why I was so happy to find Lauren um, because she can understand where I'm coming from. And I'm sure there's people out there that know exactly what you're going through or are going through it right now and need the help that, you know, we craved when we were going through our recovery. Oh, yeah. I I remember one of the reasons I was interested in pursuing something like this was because I met so many of my fellow dancers and martial artists and especially people in sports that didn't realize that, you know, after they hit their head, I have a friend of mine who fell and hit her head while dancing. And about six months later, she randomly started having suicidal thoughts for about a month. Oh gosh, And she harsh. just thought she was crazy. She was like, oh, I'm just going crazy. It's okay. And then they went away. And I remembered I was talking to her about all the stress I was having and anxiety. And I mentioned, you know, luckily I have not developed suicidal thoughts. And she says, that's a thing. And I said, yeah. And she's like, huh. She's like, well, I did have a concussion and I did have suicidal thoughts. And I was like, wow, it is. There's so much, so much not out there for people to relate to others. And so, again, the same thing. We want to hear your stories. If we can help, we would we want to be there for you. Um, you know, that's it, it, that's it, our goal. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and in the meantime, check out because this is Brain Injury Awareness Month. Check out BIAUSA.org. And that's a that's a website. There's a ton of great information and 
Um, hashtag, if you're going to hashtag anything, hashtag, well, obviously, neuro nerds, nerds, um, but also hashtag change your mind because uh, the slogan is change your mind about brain injury. You know, and I think we're kind of doing that. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're two, you know, okay looking people with. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm amazing looking. <laughs> okay. I so am so humble. Too. I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, are we at, are we a Holly? Where are we Hollywood numbers and then rest of the world numbers? You oh, know, we're oh. like Hollywood force. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I, I'm like, I'm like Hollywood. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know a number. You know, I like to be arrogant and say like I'm, I'm a Hollywood. He's a eight. twelve. No, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a twelve when it comes to ugly people. I guess. Damn. <laughs> I think I'm an everyday strong seven and a half. Okay. Right? Okay. That's, that's yeah, solid. That's, that's me being humble. Yeah. 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 You know, in reality, it's probably closer to a twelve. <laughs> but like everyday like comfortable seven and a half hollywood like maybe 3.5 right you know yeah. Yeah, yeah but so you know we're, we're normal people <laughs> we're just average everyday folk i'm your average everyday joe literally wow see what i did there wow come on there is nothing to go with a lauren by the way <laughs> uh but yes we are we are brain injury survivors we're still recovering we are not you know quote unquote loony you know like no. we're, we're we're trying to adjust and it's normal. We also have normal days, you know, out in the world. We have work and activities and relationships, and yep. it's a hundred percent achievable. Th- things shift. It's just your new normal. Yes, but it's new still normal. Normal. Yes. You know, you're, you're, you're not shift. crazy. Most importantly, you're not alone. Yes. You know? And one thing that we have, as proven through Rogue One and and uh, CGI Princess Leia, we have hope. Hope is always here. And that's honestly, that's all you need. If you have hope, you're going to keep pushing forward to be better. You now, know? which one of us is CGI Princess Leia? Um, I think I'm more CGI uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Just like we talked about. Yeah, see, yeah. Cre- creepy looking Joe. That is so true. And <laughs> so, I have the hair for Leia. So you, we're you absolutely have the hair. I don't have hair. Well, I do. It just migrated down to my chest. <laughs> so um, I, I hope you guys check out um, the websites. I really, really hope you guys uh, send over your stories because I, I'd love to read about them. I'd love to chat with you. Um, you know about y- your um, your story, your your survival, your trials and tribulations, yeah, your recovery, anything we can do to help. Understand the neuro nerds are here to help. Yes, you know? that is our goal. Yes, and, and to bring ner- spread nerdum across the world. Yes, nerdiness is amazing. <laughs> I wish we had like an outro slogan. We don't. We're gonna help us. But, oh, help, help us, us come up with one. How awesome was that? Yeah, yeah, that was so organic. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you guys can think of like an outro slogan, please send it over. That would that'd be awesome. We'll give you you guys a shout out. And again, if you send your stories over, you can reach out to me on uh, josorocks.com or uh, at josorocks anywhere on Instagram, and I'll put your your story up on the you so rock because you do so rock. You can also reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds, our official uh, Instagram and Twitter. Boom. Yes, right. Let, let to our Look official at, pages. Watch out. We now, are how tech so savvy good. we are. We're so good at this. Uh, keep put, keep pushing forward. Keep moving forward. There's nothing, you know. There's nothing that can be done that can't be done with hope, and we all have hope. Yes. And, and and the neuro nerds are here to help. Yes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.